Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. Hi everyone and welcome to Presently Aquí with Claudia. I am Claudia, your host, and Presently Aquí is a beautiful community of healers where we come together to share our deep journey to our self-discovery and self-healing, to share it with the world, and hopefully empower those that listen. And if anyone needs guidance and assistance in their journey, we have a community here just for you. So thank you for tuning in today. Um, I don't have a guest today. Um, but there is a topic that I like to discuss. And I wanted to talk about the mind a little more. Um, you know, we all know what mindfulness is and what it does. If you're following my podcast or me on Instagram, you're well aware. But I really wanted to dive in a little deeper. And, um, you know, there's also the mind, the brain. What are the differences, right? So the mind refers to our ability to think, feel, and engage in the physical world, right? And the brain refers to the physical organ itself, the tissue in our skulls. And this brain supports the functions of the mind. So it's, I guess, to... Um, compare it to another organ would be the heart right when we say we love someone it comes from the heart are we talking about the organ itself or the heart energy right so it's the same idea so the mind is an energy in the brain and the loving capacity is an energy within the heart of the right of these organs um so I wanted to make sure that that was said and understood before I continue on to what I wanted to talk about, about the mind. And so what what's playing in the background for me right now is uh, some solfeggio frequencies, um, which are frequencies that pertain to each chakra which is an energy center, which ha we have seven in our body. Um, and so I wanted to, to put this on so the listener can have a good time listening to my message today since I don't have um, a guest. Um, so I wanted to expand on what the mind is and how we're currently using it versus how it should be used. And so what's funny is that we're not using it. Most of, most of the world, we are run by our mind. Our mind tells us what to do and how to be and, and uh, have a personality and you know how to keep us safe and you know, all the thoughts and emotions that flood the mind all day 
I think for everyone listening can say, yeah, at my mind it tells me what to do all day and all night and um, there's a lot of thoughts and sometimes some of us aren't able to pay attention to those thoughts and create space between you and what's coming through in the mind. Um, so with that said, um, I want you, I want to welcome a new invitation here to see the mind as a tool versus the mind being the boss of you. And the reason for that distinction is because here's a myth buster, but you are not your mind. Your mind does not run you. Your mind is not your boss. That's why I teach mindfulness, even though it is about the mind, but it is about self-mastery over the mind is what mindfulness is by using self-awareness and the present moment to dive a little deeper for those that are in that space is to be the divine observer um, but I'm not getting into that today <laughs> so I, I want to reframe and, and help you shift in the perspective that your mind isn't you none of it it's you and if you're wondering what is you well, I highly suggest you ask that self, yourself that question, for I cannot answer it. But I can, however, share with you where that answer will come from when you ask yourself, Who am I? Who is the boss of me? Who, who is running the show, really? Or should be, I should say. And if you are able to get quiet enough and listen for the answer, you will, and it's gonna be really hard to listen at first, when you're, you hear this tiny little voice in the back saying, hey, I'm over here. Hey, I've been trying to get your attention your whole life. And I am referring to your heart. Your heart is the true boss of you. And also it isn't a boss because it is you. And that's why I named it as your mind is the boss because it thinks it is. There's no boss. We just are. So that again is a little deeper. However, I'll keep I'll keep it in the shallow as much as I can um, regarding this shift in perspective of our minds. So I know a lot of you have heard me say and talk about what meditation means to me. And meditation to me means the relationship with yourself, right? Now the mind thinks it's talking about it <laughs> when you say that. 
I'm having a relationship with me, which is the personality, the ego, the mind. That's not who we're talking about when I say that meditation is a relationship with self. Self is your heart. It is your where you're this might be a little bit uh, different than most of the listeners beliefs but for me to keep it um, as my opinion or belief if you will um, but I embody this as a truth and not as those things not as an opinion and not as a belief just to be clear for me this is a truth your heart is where your essence is your light the access point to unconditional love which is you and there is so much power and unconditional love coming from that space but we've been programmed and conditioned to think that the mind is us that we are the mind the personality is the ego and so the ego thinks it's itself and so that is a dangerous tool to believe that your ego your personality your mind is who you truly are and believe to be and because your belief makes it true it is so So, um, belief will be a topic for another day. But I wanted to really dive into the mind here. So, mindfulness, and, and I, you know, a lot of people have um, um, an opinion on the word mindfulness and, you know, why was this word chosen when it means mindful. Ness, but ness means essence. Mindful, it means the entire mind. The essence of the entire mind is really what mindfulness stands for, if you break it down. I am not an etymologist. I don't know the root word, which I will love to dive into another day. But for now, we're going to keep this simple. So, The essence of the entire mind is important to know and become aware of its power and its energy because it is a tool, a tool to help us move this body, help us us feel all the five senses, right? help us eat, help us breathe. Um, I know we breathe automatically, but when it comes to meditation, we intently breathe. So the mind has to do the work to do the intentful breathing. You know, we do a lot of these things every day, mindless, without thought, just on automatic pilot, as they say right when our nose itches our our hand automatically goes over and scratches whatever it needs to do by itself 
because we've taught this part of the mind that this is what needs to happen when something itches go to it use your fingers and your nails if you have them to scratch I invite you and this is um, a challenge more than uh, than anything but I challenge you to sit with your the feelings that your body goes through consciously and for fun put down on a little paper and count how many times you go to scratch an itch without even automatic you're gonna catch yourself and when you start catching yourself right when you put that intent like I'm gonna start catching myself of how many times I scratch in an, in an hour a day whatever the challenge you want to impart on yourself um, make a note and start and it's it's funny <laughs> but it's also a good practice to be present believe it or not and so if you notice how many times you go to scratch impulsively without thought and um, you put that in your head and you'll start to catch yourself I, I can already tell you in this past um, whole time that I've been sitting here recording I've definitely scratched at least five times in the last what is this 13 minutes <laughs> and so what this does it helps you be in the present moment um, and notice the patterns of the brain that it automatically has that you've ingrained into it through life experience and so the another challenge to that is that when you fully catch yourself wanting to scratch without going to it right you you feel the scratch a scratch you feel the itch and you catch yourself you catch your hand moving towards the part of the body that's itchy and stop don't don't scratch see what happens if you don't scratch who is stronger in this aspect the mind or the body you'll notice if it's not a serious itch <laughs> you know this is just your everyday itching wherever your face your head any part of your body that just randomly starts to have a little itch um, I, w I challenge you to catch yourself before you go to scratch notice the itch feel into that in your body and you'll see it dissipate I promise I promise I <laughs> it does it it you, you notice the itch it's creating awareness in a place in your body that is calling for attention because either you're nervous either you have anxiety you know these are different ways we possibly are not even itchy it's just a patterning that we've coupled with a feeling and it's pretty incredible and the mind is able to do that it's able to use the body to exhibit an overwhelming feeling such as anxiety through itching and scratching it's mind-blowing but it's true I, I promise you test it out for yourself get back to me I love to hear this funny challenge of the itch and scratch 
and I would love to hear how long it takes you to notice it. And then when you catch yourself and stop before you scratch and how often the itch goes away. But this is how powerful the mind is. But the mind, again, is not in charge. So us as a society have been leading our lives through our mind and not our hearts for the most part. And so what we've come to believe is that the mind is the master because we've allowed it to do, to be, step into that role, to be the master. And this is not to say that it's anyone's fault or you should know better or... um, This is something that most people are unaware of and I am just here to bring the awareness to this space and that's what I do when I teach mindfulness, right? It's about being here with whatever may come up in your body, your mind, and your heart and how they all connect in the now and they participate, they are collaborators all day, every day, we just don't realize it. But mostly we allow the mind to be in charge. And that's why in the beginning of this conversation, I said, if you ask and you're able to get quiet enough, silent enough to hear the answer to your question of who are you, and you'll hear this faint whisper in the back saying, hey, that is your heart talking to you always all day every day but the mind quiets it because it's been taught to believe that it's the master so it acts like one and so the the mind has programmed itself to not listen to the heart crazy right um but that's what's going on with the disconnect with the heart and the mind if you don't believe me I mean, look out to society. Tell me how much of society is more heart-led than mind-led. If it was heart-led, well, you know, we'd be in an almost utopian, because we don't want to live in a utopia. Let's not kid ourselves here. But we'd be living in a different place is what I'm trying to get at. Okay? And... um as simple as I take a walk every day after I finish my work day and because I am very present when I go on my walk I say hi or smile at everyone I see and 90% of the people pretend that I'm not there if they see me they quickly glance away 10% of the people do smile and it's 10% like one out of 10 people. Maybe. And not every day. So, because people are, not because I'm, I'm, take, I'm not taking it personal. I know that in their mind, they're thinking of whatever they may be, whatever world they've created within themselves to be in and not be here now to see another person another them because we are each other collectively energetically 
and smile and say good morning, good afternoon, hello. No, because most people are trapped in their mind. And that's why I am passionate about mindfulness. But not only that, I was molding myself into this beautiful space and mindfulness unbeknownst to me that this was my natural inclination. I was born to be in this mindfulness space. This was naturally where I was. I wasn't even noticing. I was thinking the mind thought it was going to be a famous singer, um, run its own food and beverage company. Um, I had tons of ideas and goals. But when I allowed the heart to talk to me, my entire life shifted to a place I never imagined. To teach children mindfulness. To have a mindfulness podcast full of healers. To now creating workshops for adults for mindfulness. And I call it coming home to yourself because that's what's happening. When you take these classes or take the moments to teach yourself to be present. When you are present with yourself, you are home. That's why I call it that. And so I create these recordings on here, on my Instagram, because I want to invite all of you to come to this journey within yourself. It's not me wanting to change the world because mindfulness is an aspect that it lives inside of you already. So, and here we are, I'm being present. There's the ambulance outside because I live in Los Angeles and that's fine. I'm not gonna stop this recording because my mind may want something to be perfect, which is my ego or be upset that it even passed. How can I be? There's no way for me to know that that was gonna happen. Especially living in a major city, it should be the opposite thought, which is what I do have, which is, it'd be weird if <laughs> a, a cop car or an ambulance or firefighter truck doesn't pass by while I'm doing a recording. It's part of the essence of living in a big city, so. It's just, this has been my practice, so I don't allow my mind to fall into an ego rabbit hole of wasted energy that doesn't serve me in any way. Because my focus is here in this conversation. I just wanted to use that as an example of when you practice being present and you're able to be in control of your mind, of your feelings, of your thoughts, of your body, of yourself, ultimately. And when you realize that, <laughs> the bigger lesson here is that you were never in control 
control is an illusion, like time. And by what that means when people say that control and times, uh, time is an illusion, not that they're not real, they are tools as well. Time is a tool, right? We use it to get to places to meet somewhere to, you know, if I didn't have time as a tool, how would I schedule a guest, right? So that's what is meant by an illusion. Control is a tool, right? We c I can control my hand to move to grab a pen. I can do that. I can control the way I feel, right? Instead of, and, and this is a big topic that I talk about, you know, responding and not reacting, right? I have control over taking a moment, process what, I, what, what may have come through that experience that might have heightened my emotions in a happy way, a sad way, an upset way before I react and just let the mind throw up words that are in kind to you or the other person or the situation. So I wanted to come in here and talk about this deeply and I hope that you take away what I'm trying to say here, which is when you lead from your heart and you are completely unconditionally in love with yourself, mind, body, heart, soul, energetic, the way you move, the way you laugh, the way you maybe dance, falling in love with yourself. When you reach that place, you have now connected with the flow of life. And when that happens, manifesting will be the last thing on your mind because you'll be living in an ever eternal manifestation. And everything will just come as you, as, as you work with the universe, as a collaborator. And you use the mind. You feel inspiration within you. And the mind is used to bring it, bring that inspiration from the ether onto this world. That's what the mind is, to grab these beautiful creative ideas that come from the flow of life grab them put them down and you see in many many ways this is expressed art music media physical objects, the chair I'm sitting in, the desk that I have here, the computer that I'm using, the clothes that I wear, all of these things came from an inspired idea from the unconditional loving flow of the universe. 
that us as a beautiful collective individually heard and listened to and created these things. Can you imagine, you know, not having four walls or a window? If someone didn't invent that, someone wasn't inspired to say, oh, right? Windows didn't exist at one point. So someone was in tune with that inspiration, became a co-collaborator with the universe, created it, and brought it here into this world by using the mind as a tool and listening to the heart for that inspired idea. It could be anything, anything that you see physically here was brought in by listening to your heart, using the mind to bring it here and create it, and using the body as well. Right? We're, our, bo our body's not our boss. You know, the stomach has a, a, a gut, the gut brain, right? It has its own function, it has its own intelligence, but it's still not the boss. The mind is not the boss, the gut is not the boss, the heart is the boss. As we said, it's not the boss, it's, it just is. And there's, the heart is not after control, that's the mind. The ego, it wants control, it loves it, it thrives in the illusion of having it. Because we were not taught to be comfortable with the uncomfortable, ever-changing world. Because we were not taught to truly see and understand and embody who we truly are in this human body. But that's a deep dive <laughs> for another day. We're coming back to the mind and reframing this space for you. This is why meditation is important because it is the practice of you starting to pay attention. I, I don't suggest for any beginner to try to silence the mind, ever no way that's a goal that you can reach but it is not the only goal and it's not the purpose of meditation so back to meditation for me is the relationship with self which means that once you've practiced mindfulness in your life where you are you know the distinction when the mind and the heart speak to you that you know which way to go, right? And also, who is listening? <laughs> that's that's, that's going to kick, kick you in another, uh, another space. But who is the listener? Who's listening to the brain and who's listening to the mind, right? So always think that in terms of the person uh, in you that's asking the question is always the mind. Because the heart is not asking to be, the, the heart is not doing what the mind does. The mind isn't thinking, oh, who's listening to me? Or the heart is not even saying, oh, 
You don't listen to me. That's the mind. The heart is unconditionally loving you always, every day, all the time. Ever so patient. Because it is you. You already unconditionally love yourself. You just were told to believe that you weren't worthy. Because our traumas, the people around us, right? You know, we say love hurts, but no, people hurt other people. Love doesn't hurt. That's an oxymoron. But these are things that the mind likes to believe in order to protect itself. So whenever you're defending an aspect of yourself wholeheartedly, just know that that's your mind, that's your ego. The heart doesn't have to defend itself. Who has to defend love? No one. It just is, (laughs) you know. It's love is just love. It doesn't have to say, I'm love. And let me prove to you that I am. The mind wants to prove that it is. So the more we practice meditation and we pay attention to what the mind does all day, what it wants to think, which is usually the past or the future, those are its favorite pastimes, (laughs) I want to think about yesterday. I want to think about tomorrow. And never right now. Never present. Never here. Because that keeps us distracted. Right? And when we're distracted, we're not really going within. We're busy being distracted. That's what distraction is. We're being distracted by the past and the present. Worries, fears, doubts, lack. These are distractions. Lack is a distraction. The mind just believes that these things are true because of our traumas. They could be from childhood, from a relationship. It's just conditioning. And I don't want to say, I don't mean it is what i'm trying to say i don't mean conditioning and programming as if someone outside of you did it no it's just how this this is just how society works right we we're not heart-led is where i was going with that from the beginning we're a mind-led society so very young you learn how the not you, the mind, I should say, very young, the, the mind takes over because the heart isn't welcomed in most spaces. A lot of us had had really tough childhoods. Love wasn't there. So the mind had to step in and be like, I'm, I'm taking over. And thank you for doing that. Thank you so much, mind. I appreciate you so much. But we have to expand far behind it if you want to come home to yourself. Of course, this is all free will. You don't have to listen to anything I've said today. And just keep going and deciding and letting your mind think that it knows best. That is absolutely your free will. But I'm inviting you to something deeper here. 
inviting you to practice mindfulness to allow the heart out to allow it from within to come through to you fear is what doesn't let the heart to I should say fear is not what allows a heart-led life it allows a mind-led life because it protects us and although we have natural instinctual fears but that that's programmed in the body the body knows when it senses danger and it has to run or or jump out of its way but when it's mind-induced fears that's that's where we run into trouble right and, and the mind starts to become accustomed to its survivor mechanisms that we've learned from zero to however old you are listening to this and so I'm offering you a different place to, to practice mindfulness to start a relationship with your mind because it thinks it's the boss and it's time that you start to collaborate with it because honestly your mind is exhausted it's so tired of being the boss it honestly doesn't want to be the boss anymore it really just doesn't it's so overwhelmed by it all just think about this for a moment because I'm pretty sure most of us have never thought about it in this way but let's say I it's you as the mind right we're we're all listening our minds are usually the ones listening and not feeling the heart that's what the heart does and you would feel the other message that I'm sending you through this which is also remarkable how it's able to do that while I'm recording um, for those empaths know what I'm talking about um, but if I were to tell you hey imagine yourself as a five-year-old with the brain that you have now but you're in a five-year-old body and <laughs> you're I say here's here's some toys here's a toy that's called the past here's a toy that's called the future here's a toy called fear here's a toy called um, doubt a toy called worry a, a toy called lack a toy called Netflix a toy called all the plans that I have to do a toy called all the all the things I have to do for my family a toy called you get the message but I tell you you need to play with them all at the same time like all of them at the same time they all need to be played at the same time Do you think that's possible? If you tried, you would be exhausted. You'd be exhausted. 
And the only reason I say a child is because the toys and the reason I use your brain now is because it'll only be, um, it'll be mature enough to understand what these toys are, really are. But if I were to just hand 10 different toys to a child, what is a child going to do? It's going to pick one and then play with that. And then when it's tired, I'll play with the next one. It could only play with one toy at a time. The mind was trained to play with all the toys all the time, all day, every day, all night. Some of us can't sleep because we won't stop playing with all these toys at the same time. That's exhausting. It's exhausting, guys. Your mind needs a break. It, it doesn't want to play with these toys all the time. So then what happens? Because it's exhausted, right? It starts to show up in our bodies. It starts to show up in our health, our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health. This is not normal. It's not normal to have, to play with all these toys all the time, at the same time, all day, every day. So, this is why self-love is important. And paying attention to what goes on in your mind during meditation. And taking note and start to see your own pattern. And start to see where the mind and the thoughts, all, the tr all, all its conditioning, where does it usually fall into? Am I always thinking about the future? Am I always thinking about the past? Am I always scared? Am I always worried? Am I always insecure? Insecurity is the mind. So, that was a lot. I did not expect all of that to come out. Um, I was hoping to do a short recording today, but um, that's fine. It is what it needed to, to come out um, and be shared. I trust. I did not plan. I just sat here and trust what the message needed to come through, channel through me, as they say. And I hope that this was helpful to someone to understand the bigger picture here, what the mind really is, a tool. It's a co-partner, a co-collaborator with the heart, with the body. Part of it is the most amazing threesome you'll ever have. <laughs> so, if it's not with me, that's fine. I, I would love to have you start a meditation practice and journal. See what comes up. If you don't like to journal, start recording your voice notes. Where there's a will, there's a way. The mind knows that really well. But also, it needs a break, guys. So, see how you're able to incorporate meditation in some way to give your mind a break because it needs, it needs it. You need it. You know, we, we, we make plans to hang out and do things and where do we plan to be present here, now, 
with ourselves. We're always trying to run away from that. Ask yourself why. But also, if you so choose to decide a mindfulness practice, my suggestion and guidance to you is this. We are human. Mindfulness is not about perfection. Being present and being aware is not about perfection in any way at all. Zero. It's impossible. We're human. <laughs> if we wanted to be perfect, we would not be in this body. <laughs> but we are in this body, so we're imperfect. We're perfectly imperfect. So mindfulness just helps you be and there's a lot of coaches and gurus that talk about self-mastery and that's what it is. Self-mastery is over the mind, not over yourself. The heart doesn't need to be mastered. It is. So self-mastery, when you hear that, it's really over your mind or over yourself per se, over your ego. It wants to master itself. It's so egoic. <laughs> But if you decide to start the mindfulness journey, meditation journey, or journaling, start the self-care, self-love journey for yourself, make sure to always invite self-compassion, self-patience, and most importantly, grace. Give yourself grace, okay? If we anything new that we start or we try, we're going to falter, and that's okay, because when we falter, that's where we learn, too. Being perfect is not the lesson. It's seen when we falter. That's why I say it's the journey, not the goal. It's, it's how we fall and get back up and I know all of you have heard that many times but now this is a little deeper so I leave you all with that I thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Presently Aki with Claudia and as always remember that the breath is the secret and I say that because it's the secret to being present and always lead with love and now you know why. Thank you all. Until next time. If today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast and share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aki on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aki. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self-love through mindfulness because you deserve it. Remember the breath is the secret and always lead with love.